You can hand bone now. <laughs> oh, God. It's hard um, when I can't access my knees. Yeah, happy birthday, Alan. You got to do one of those where you get like all the lavalier mics and just like pin them to like so you get all the joints. You know? Yeah. We also need some spoons. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That'd be cool. Welcome to Featured Creatures. Yes, it is I. Ah, oh, there's so many directions I can go. <laughs> so many things have fallen from the sky while I was hamboning in the air. It's dropping. Fr- <laughs> it's Fridge Tone's birthday. Yes, it is. Oh, and I am loose change, spare change. It's loose change, loose change, complete okay. name, loose change in a dryer. Okay, yes, yes. Isn't that wasn't that the documentary? Was that like that was like the Warren Buffett thing? It was. I thought it was nine eleven. No, 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 that was the that was the no insight was the was the Warren Buffett thing. I don't I don't know. Loose change is the nine eleven one. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. the Pentagon building, right? I I don't know. It's been a long time. Who who even knows? I think at this point it's propaganda. I don't so, know. So it's hard to say. You believe in the Pentagon, it- <laughs> sucker? <laughs> He's like, listen, I got the. You're not gonna believe this, all right? It's a building. It's a dodecahedron. You don't it's, understand. It's got five sides. Oh, uh, it's got more right, than five sides. Crazy. It's hollow in the middle, man. It's got the middle section. Oh my section. god! <laughs> it goes deeper than I thought. It goes all the way up to the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Today's topic. Today's featured person. He's, creature hear me out on this all right like, he's because he like this guy talked right like he spoke occasionally oh yeah there's no evidence of that what if, <laughs> it's like written <laughs> words that you like quotes from him there. i mean i have one quote from him but there's no like source for it okay him from like it's attributed to him the google uh, i was going to say he's like a featured preacher you know Whoa. what do you think about that huh oh, yeah that's why they keep me around teleportation reign of animals Spontaneous human combustion, ball lightning, poltergeists, unaccountable noises and explosions, levitation, unidentified flying objects, unexplained disappearances, giant wheels of light in the oceans, errant animals, and out-of-place artifacts. Chances are, you know about at least one of these terms due to today's topic. This sounds to me a lot like a big tent revivalist, like preacher style thing. So I'm, I'm lead. I, I agree even more now with myself in what I said. Featured preacher for sure. You may recognize him from their hit song "Upa." I did it again. <laughs> what? Yeah, out of place. Yeah, out of track, track, I did it parts. again. I don't know what that is. I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm just like, please say everything you just said again. <laughs> the whole list? Just, no, 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 <laughs> no. The the like bit. The oh, oopa, I did it again. Oh. Um, out of place artifacts are called upas. Oh, I've never heard that before. It's okay. uh, you know like like they found that a uh, submerged like hyper advanced like clock technology in like ancient roman boats or no like the, the statue on my calculator in persepolis and everyone thought that the persians invented it but really it was texas instruments and it was me yeah and the, those like big iron pillars in the desert that just don't rust no I, i've never heard of any of these things before oh wow um yeah, but I, I i understand what you mean i like the like the um those... yeah it like some kind of like like uh, anachronism it's like a thing that shouldn't exist. I, I got you. Yeah. Or not even anachronism, but a futurism. Well, an- anachronism is like, it's a, what do you call it? It goes, it goes either way. Actually. Uh, it just means uh, something that's Those out of time. are called out of place artifacts I or see. upas or uparts. 
And Alan said, Upa, I did it again. Okay. Because he did it the first time when he dropped yeah. his calculator. I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, today's topic. Charles Hoy Fort was born in Albany, New York in 1874. Oh, okay. He knows all about the steamed hams. <laughs> he, he's aware of the Aurora Borealis. Someone say he discovered the steamed ham. <laughs> That's the Aurora Borealis. So, there, there's... There's a bit of him. I identify a little bit with him after doing this research. Yes. His father was a grocer. Uh, he was authoritarian, and his and Fort's uh, unpublished autobiography, Many Parts, mentions the physical abuse he endured from his father. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Fort's biographer, Damon Knight, which is a very good... What? <laughs> which is a very good Tales from the Crypt movie. <laughs> Like human beings in the like earlier part of the century named a child Damon Knight. D A M O N Knight. Like were they just hoping, just fingers crossed? Please give him superpowers. He <laughs> Damon Knight kind of abilities. <laughs> Ford's biographer <laughs> Damon true. Knight suggested that his distrust of authority began in his treatment as a child. And I also distrust authority. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, the most American thing you can do. Fort developed a strong sense of independence during his early years. I lived alone in middle school. Yes. Wow. As a young adult, Fort wanted to be a naturalist, collecting collecting seashells, minerals, and birds. Although Fort was described as curious and intelligent, he was not a good student. His considerable knowledge of the world was due mainly to his extensive personal reading. Yeah. Yeah, the ultimate autodidact. Yep. This, I, I feel like this actually seems pretty relatable to basically everyone at this table right now. Yeah. yeah he's the, he's the and, one. And then here's where everything goes differently. <laughs> at age 18, Fort left New York to embark on a world tour to, quote, put some capital in the bank of experience. Wow. <laughs> he traveled through the western United States, Scotland, and England until becoming ill in s- southern Africa. When he returned home, he was nursed by childhood friend Anna Filling. They were married on October 26th, 1896. Anna, four years older than Fort, was not literary. A lover of movies and parakeets. Which seems cool. I like bird and movie. I like, I like movie. <laughs> no, mono, monosyllabic. A uh, movie bird. Bird movie. <laughs> She's the leather woman. <laughs> the lone descendant. You just imagine they, you know, they find the leather man corpse. But like I on, mean, on the bundle of his jacket, leather knight, was, egg. <laughs> leather knight, leather man was only. <laughs> I think he was leather knight. <laughs> I think he was only nine or seven years dead by the time they got married. That's what I'm saying. It, but well, you know, it. She hatched from an egg that was born from his jacket and just grew rapidly. For a few years, the newly married couple lived in poverty in the Bronx. While Fort tried earning a living writing stories for newspapers and magazines, in 1906 he began to collect accounts of anomalies. And then here's another thing that is never going to happen to any of us. Success. 1916, his uncle passed away, leaving him a modest inheritance. Yeah, 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 I'm waiting for that one, but it's not happening. Giving Fort enough money to quit his various day jobs and write full-time. Fort's experience as a journalist, coupled with his wit and contrarian nature, pointing at Shafton, uh, prepared him for real-life work. Ridiculing the pretensions of scientific positivism and tendency of journalists and editors of newspapers and scientific journals to rationalize. Said, fuck you, squares. (laughs) That's ball lightning. (laughs) During 1915, so a year before his uncle died, (laughs) uh, he began to write two books titled X and Y, 
The first dealing with the idea that being, uh, beings on Mars were controlling events on Earth. And the second with the proposition of a sinister civilization extant at the South Pole. Is this this is a serious question? It's going to sound like a joke. It's not. Is this what that uh, uh, Coldplay album is based on? My God, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. This Coldplay. is not a joke. I don't even know. I don't. We're not oh, Coldplay experts. Okay. All, right, never all mind. I know about never Coldplay mind. is I'm the sorry. All I know about Coldplay is the joke from Forty Year Old Virgin. I, don't, I also I don't know, know that they're joke. like Tell the reason Brian Eno's rich. Brian Eno's got a lot of explaining to do because first of all, let's not burn the episode. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. So yeah. <laughs> This is Brian Eno's fault. So, you know, had a great streak, loved Robert Fripp albums and all the other cool stuff. No New York. Great. But yeah, producing U2. That's Brian Eno's fault. Strike one, Joshua Tree. Strike two. Well, you don't like Joshua Tree? I don't Tree? like U2. But Wait, hold on. Hold on. You don't like U2 or you don't like Bono? U2. I it, don't like it. I don't like the way you use delay pedal. You, I hate <laughs> delay pedal rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. I strong disagree, but okay. No, I, it's, it's not It's your birthday. Me. It's but, fine. But... That the guy's brother, though the Virgin Prunes. They yeah, I rule. Don't, I don't know anything. This is Bono's brother, or no, this the is Edge's Brian brother. Eno's. Oh, and really? that guy actually gave Bono the name Bono. Really, mm-hmm. the Edge's brother. What was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> but also Captain Beefheart, like you know. So before they got, so maybe it's, it's all Captain Beefheart's fault, really, because they wanted him to produce, and he's they gave him this long letter. He's like, "Dear Bongo, no." <laughs> And that brought to Eno, and then Eno decided to make even more money by producing Coldplay, and this is all just his fault, and then he, they think he's so cool because he refuses the chili peppers, but is that any better? At least they went, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, no, the chili chili peppers are better. Like, uh, like I will, I, I'll give you that, all right? They're, like, I think more musically inventive, and, like, obviously, like, U2 is just kind of the, the flavor of the time. It's all right. These books caught the attention of writer Theodore <laughs> Very Dressier. Before I went on my Captain Beefheart tangent, which is was, also related to this episode. I was excited for the Captain Beefheart Well, I just want to finish the first page. Of All right. This. Yes, yes. Okay. Who, um, Theodore Dressier. Dracer? Dressier. Theodore. Who tried to get Ted. them published, but to no avail. He Teddy Dressier. Discouraged. Fort burned the manuscripts. And this would not be <laughs> the first time this would happen. This is <laughs> not the last You're time. not going to publish my books? <laughs> no one will. Yeah. <laughs> Set them alight? Yeah. Or was it the Martian Antarctic and Illuminati? No. But soon, he began work on a book that would change the course of his life. The Book of the Damned. 1919 which Theodore helped to get published. The title referred to, quote, damned data that Fort collected, phenomena for which science could not account and that was rejected or ignored. So this time this guy was like, okay, okay, just don't set anything on fire in my office. It's fine. We'll publish this one. I will help you. Just solid eye contact with a match. Just. (laughs) I was imagining more like Beavis. He was like, fire. ah." No, no, this, he's too stable of a human being. He's a butthead on a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Falling rocks. <laughs> the, the rained frogs. Sick. Uh, did this guy, did he, was he the guy that did all the research on like the spontaneous meat rain? Yes. But he, there's probably other people, but he's okay. probably the first. Okay. Fort lived most of his life in the Bronx. He was, like his wife, fond of movies. And often took her from their Ryer Avenue apartment to a movie theater nearby, stopping at an adjacent newsstand for an armful of various newspapers. Fort frequented the parks near the Bronx, where he sifted through piles of clippings, 
He often rode the subway down to the main public library on Fifth Avenue, where he spent many hours reading scientific journals, newspapers, and periodicals from around the world. He's like a regular J.M. Barry. For more than 30 years, Charles Swart visited libraries in New York City and London, uh, reading journals, newspapers, and magazines, collecting notes of phenomena that were not explained well by the accepted theories and beliefs of the time. More than once... <laughs> more than once, depressed and discouraged, Ford <laughs> destroyed his work and began anew. Fort is generally credited by inventing the term teleportation. Wow, okay. Yeah. He was also perhaps the first person to explain strange human appearances and disappearances by the hypothesis of alien abduction, and was an early proponent of the extraterrestrial hypothesis, specifically suggesting that strange lights or objects sighted in the night sky may be alien spacecraft. It's interesting, because this would have, like, predated, like, uh, well, not manned flight, but, like, it, like you wouldn't have had, like, the easy X. You can put the X-Files. Oh, well, that's somewhere else. I don't... All right, fine. You replaced it with Toxic? Oh, I... It's, no, 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 no. I'm okay I, with it. I'm... I replaced it with... Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that is... That's definitely worth it. Leatherman, Leatherman. <laughs> I can't stop it. There's a long sample. That is not a sample. That's an MP3 clip. It's a wave. It won't read MP3s. You know what I mean. This is a song. <laughs> this is a minute. <laughs> it's only like 30 seconds. It is not. It's the longest 30 seconds, but it's a I glorious it 30 seconds. It's 30 seconds. What do you say? Give me some fat, sweet flute. Or whatever yeah, is he about bacon without fruit. the fat. No, chunky fr- flute. Oh, yeah, chunky flute. And then you fall down dead. You know? Snood life. Right. There you go. Suffering? Honestly, if I, if I may, I'm sorry. I, re- I would love to see like a Meredith Monk interpretation. We just, we'll just cut a bunch <laughs> of the dance from, tur- from Turtle Dreams. Yeah. We'll just throw it over that. It'd be great. It's the uh, medieval organ. It just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Birthday episode. Suffering from poor health and failing eyesight, Fort was pleasantly surprised to find himself the subject of a cult following. A cult. A yes. space C-U-L-T, not a cult. Yeah. Also not Yuckult. Talk arose of the formation of a formal organization to study the type of odd events related by his books. Uh, some guy named Clark writes... <laughs> like a, mild, Clark? a mild-mannered reporter named Clark? Oh, no. He looks kind of familiar without his glasses. Yeah, I don't know if he, you know... Clark writes, Ford himself, who did nothing to encourage any of this, found the idea hilarious, yet he faithfully corresponded with his readers, some of whom had taken to investigating reports anomalous phenomena and sending their findings to Fort. Fort distrusted doctors and did not seek medical help for his worsening health. Rather, he emphasized completing Wild Talents, his final book. Oh. And a wild talent it was. Did this one see the light of day? Oh, oh I mean, five of his books. Did. Well, or let, did me, he let in... me read this. It... After he collapsed on May 3rd, 1932, Fort was rushed to Royal Hospital in the Bronx. Later, the same day, Fort's publisher visited him to show him the advanced copies of Wild Talents. Fort died only hours afterward. Wow. Thank God he didn't have a chance to obliterate this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's fine. The he had, advanced he had... coffee means it's already published. It's well, like, yeah, they like just it's, have to it's ship in it publishing. They just got. No, he's got yeah. the damned. He's got low. He's got new lands. He's got wild talents. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard of low. Okay, yeah. He was interred in the Fort family plot in Albany, New York. His more than sixty thousand notes that survived his various yeah. depressions <laughs> and burnings uh, were donated to the New York Public Library. Fort's work has inspired some people to consider themselves Fortians. The first of these was screenwriter Ben Hecht, who, in a review of the Book of the Damned, declared, 
I'm the first disciple of Charles Fort. Henceforth, I'm a Fortian. Wow. Precisely what is encompassed by the term Fortian is a matter of great debate, and the term is widely applied to people ranging from Fortian purists, dedicated to Fort's methods and interests, to those with open and active acceptance of the actuality of paranormal phenomena. Can we do that? Can we just, like, wait till somebody, like, of moderate notoriety dies and just, like, we, we speak for them now? Well, he did it when he was alive, even. It really? Okay, so we yeah. gotta start now, is what you're saying. Yeah, just pick someone who won't like it. All right, who we get? Who we got? I think What's you would me? not like it the most. Me? Yeah, if we just started saying we're we're chef Indians and we started saying whatever we wanted. No, people people already do that. Yeah, and you don't like, like it. Yeah, but I don't. I have no, like no, no influence. It's, it's, no, it's happened. You don't like there's, it. It happened. There's no. There's this no, is the criteria. Yeah, but there's nothing to gain from doing it to me there's aside from nothing my to gain being a Fortean. Then uh, I don't know. Barely now, even. <laughs> Barely now. I honestly, I guess you're right. I'm I'm way overestimating. I really, I'm, I'm basing this all on the moderate inheritance that he got. <laughs> um, uh, like a, <laughs> you cut me off at like right at a comma. I'm sorry. So like I have to go back and read this section, or this comma will make very little sense. You just read the word right before the comma. It's fine. Phenomena, <laughs> <laughs> comma space. Go on. I love a that belief movie. at which Fort may not have agreed. <laughs> I could have waited like one word. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, you, you guys get it. You listened. Yes, we have <laughs> comprehension abilities. You'd be surprised. Yeah, that's, that is true, occasionally. Uh, most generally, Fortians have a wide interest in unexplained phenomena, concerned mostly with the natural world, and have a developed, quote, agnostic skepticism. <laughs> Regarding the anomalies they note and discuss, for Hecht, as example, being a Fortean meant hollowed, or hollowing a pronounced distrust of authority in all of its forms, whether religious, scientific, political, philosophical, or otherwise. It did not, of course, include an actual belief in anomalous data enumerated in Fort's works. Okay. I, I mean, I can respect that. You know, you basically don't trust anything. That's exactly. fine. Exactly. That's now, what it should be. What fun facts you got? Oh, there's so many. I mean, well... Because I only did basic life research. No, no, there's so many. So what's interesting... I tried flipping through that book, and I couldn't make heads or tails of the fucking index. No, no, you can't. Uh, so I had a thing happen when I went to undergrad, you know, Ultra ultra 40, and Jeffrey Allen turned me on to Ford's work. He said, oh, you should read it. I was like, ooh, what? And he's like, is he alive? He's like, no, long dead. So I read it, and I read all all of those books. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I got the complete Charles Fort, and that, that was my undergrad study, was that pataphysics and discordianism. That's what I say. And it gives me less credibility. Um, but yeah, there's so many. So Book of the Damned is primarily where you get the hundreds of occurrences of falling animals. And what's okay. cool is the, this index. You can find all the animals. But um, Yeah, it's fish, frogs, etc. Interesting. All in like the 1800s. So there's a few interesting ways to view for, at least mine, is that he was always critiquing media and, and the reliability of print. But that's a controversial look. But yeah, there's so many. So the following things are great. But one of the other things is he kind of pioneered the whole, it's kind of gaining traction now, the synchromystical toponymy, I believe, which is a Downardian thing. But he, he started obsessing over names and occurrences of names. Like the fact that Ambrose Beers disappeared after writing about disappearance. Like a bunch of people named Ambrose disappeared in the middle of nowhere. So that's a big tract. That's a fun one. Oh, what else? So yeah, so the other thing too is he he mentions that one of his formative experiences is he was at the family store and he took the can of cranberries and the can of cherries and he swapped the labels. 
He's like, if this can happen, like how could this not happen with anything else? I question you. And he took that form of experience and ran with it, which is good. Run with what you did when you were five. Oh, um, yes. What else is that there? explains so one much? Of, one of his big followers is a person we've brought up quite a few times who I was going to do my birthday episode on, but then I found the Leatherman. Yes. Uh, uh, Ivan T. Sanderson, the founder okay. of Cryptozoology. Yes. Yes. All right. He's a big follower of Fort's work. Well, I mean, I definitely respect the absolute distrust for the labels of canned goods. Mm-hmm. And I empathize and sympathize <laughs> with the being beaten by your father. <laughs> Lucky enough to have, es- have escaped that myself. At least for now. I just wish he was mine was a grocer. <laughs> I always, honestly, he's you know same a little bit. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but I always worry. I'm just gonna Instead have to just a get into a tree fight trimmer slash mobile body piercer <laughs> slash stunt man <laughs> slash, slash tattoo artist. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, yeah. That's what his trusted authority modifier. <laughs> that was a hobby, not a profession. <laughs> okay, that was that was a, a labor of love. Yeah. God bless this mess. I imagine he would have said. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, uh, just Charles Fort is a uh... the cornerstone. Oh, the Super Sargasso Sea. The the, yeah. the lands above us. There's just so much. Yeah, that was described in in the section on his writing style. Because he thinks there's a Super Sargasso Sea where everything gets fun- funneled into. Okay. Well, I mean, I I actually I guess I kind of agree with that. But isn't that like kind of an old like folkloric idea? There's like just like a place where like lost things go to. Well, there's that, but there's the land above us, too. The flying land that everything comes down from. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I like that idea. Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff in those thousand pages. Is that So that's where all the falling animals and the meat range Potentially. Comes from, presumably. Because there's I a guess. gopher tortoise that's in the air for a month and he doesn't know why. Really? A goat, <laughs> like a, like a I guess gopher it's a type of, shell? It's a type of tortoise. It's a tortoise bred to hunt gophers. I like that idea. What else was there? Yeah, when I was reading that book, my friend had a bunch of raining fish in his plot of land in Arizona. Huh. And what else is there? There's so many. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just, Severe distrust of astronomers. So they're the only profession that can be ridiculed by eight-year-olds r- routinely. And he lists every time <laughs> they've like, been proven right. I like that claim. Damn. I, I just did some quick research because I wanted to see what came first. Uh, anything that Charles wrote or The Coming Race. Oh, yeah. And The Coming Race was published in 1871, yeah. which is wow, three years really? before Charles Fort was born. Yeah. It's always crazy to think that like the like these like hard sci-fi like extraterrestrial ideas are like as old as they are. Well, it's not extraterrestrial. It's oh, I mean, okay. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, but didn't the real come from space? No, no they're inside. Isn't that like a thing? In the, no. that like they came, they weren't like naturally here. No, but at least in the coming race, I'm pretty sure they're from Earth. You know, okay. they're like theories well you know i guess that that's probably what i'm thinking that like because i know that's like but even then like the ones idea. that are the real are actually reptilians it's native terran reptilians that ah yeah anywho so like if dinosaurs went inside plugmentations so many well i have a very uh, you know a humble plugmentation i think i don't have anything that's you know on the par of all the this exploration of <laughs> my plugmentation is real easy just uh Look into this dude deeper than just the Wikipedia page. Is your uh, check your, out his your plug books. is literally if you want to know more, read the manga. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> That's, oh my god. I got okay. I got confused looking at the fucking ta- the index in the back of the book. Okay, There's a you lot. know, hey, I I really respect I respect that. I have the <laughs> absolute like, respect for. I don't know what's going on. Well, you, you look had yourself. a phrase and then had 
37 pages that phrase is on <laughs> yes oh for page after page okay i need to look i need to look at this after it's a good one no it's grab it up he's gonna oh god he's gonna okay in the meantime my plug i'm going to plug uh colonist.io it's a free browser-based client that you can play settlers of Catan in it's actually surprisingly good i recommend it just the word september <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, they're dates, and then all the pages that date appear. For when you really need to know. Oh my! Wow. Okay, that's just remarkable. My other Fire controversial take is that he's actually part of the long history of American pragmatist philosophy, which I think yeah, I've written it down somewhere in his book that's about to come out. But um, what your book's getting released? It's not my book. It's the book that I co co wrote. But um. But no, he's very clearly talking about Hegel and destroying the whole like Hegelian symbolic logic thing. And he and he uses like his stupid soup can thing as like a way <laughs> of like destroy so I think he was trying to destroy the dialectic all along. Well it's always how it goes, where it's like the like the the like give these complex philosophical ideas and then like the the disproof goes to like, switch the soup can idiot <laughs> well yeah because like that's that's like the the whole thing with schrodinger's cat yeah. it's just like oh yeah i got a cat in a box it's alive and dead gg bro <laughs> yeah no big respect for the naysayer you always need one someone if you yeah like the astronomers need your olds yeah so some some farmer saw a thing in the sky and the astronomer convinced him it was a new planet x and i forget what it is called it was called nabiru yeah Let's just go with Nibiru. He said you well, found that's Planet X, Nibiru. No, it was, but not Is it Nibiru. A different Planet it was a di- X. It was like it was like 1870. Mm. So it was like a new one, Nibiru. It, and it was just like a, a known moon. I think it was Phobos. So, but then, okay. So he convinced his farmer he was It'd right. Be Farmers like it's it not a, it's not a planet. <laughs> you see that thing? Yeah, it's the moon. No, no, no. That's a different thing. <laughs> That was removed. That uh, was burned. The moon is a hologram being projected from Fort Knox, Garrett. Uh, no, the moon was brought back from the future by future humans to protect past humans from meteors. Come on. Interesting. I like that idea. That's a fun one. That's why we got to bring back A119. Blow it up. Operation Fuck the Moon. Isn't that one of the theories that the moon was like a like a blasted off piece of the earth? That's the main accepted theory. Is really? a, a Mars-sized object. If you believe in a moon... A Mars-sized object hit molten Earth, and like parts of that, and like molten Earth flung off and like okay. caught in orbit. But the moon's too big to be a moon. It, it we're technically a binary planetoid system. Wow. Okay. So F Pluto and like reverse F the moon, I guess. Mm-hmm. The old demotion promotion. All right. So what was your plug again? It was colonist.io. It's a <laughs> browser-based way to play Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. I recommend it. You should check it out. Colonist.io. Alan? Yeah. Over the weekend, I saw my other gigantic influence. Uh, I didn't see them. I, I saw the documentary on Sparks, the Sparks Brothers, and I love them forever. They're the most important musicians in the world, and you'll never know it unless you watch it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they're the biggest in my you world. You said that because I was going to really tell Well, they're, more they're at the center them. of everything. Yeah, you just, I mean, there's so, so many weird occurrences. They okay, invented the Molly Ringwald dance, for instance. Really? Most likely. Wow. Confirmed. Okay. Were they also, did they all, were they somehow like back in time involved with the Manson family? No, no. You're you know what? Zoom they're out of that the photo and they're going to be over there next to the monkeys. Stuck with Laurel Canyon. Really? Because they left LA for England. Wow. Mm. Okay. Right. Oh, man. And then I can plug every Sparks album. 
You no, should do that in, in a series like I'm doing the Gundam movies. Yeah, okay. Shows. Next, I mean, next week I'm doing... I mean, I already plugged the Sparks album. Like, Sparks, we're, that's, that's the rock band, right? There are many bands. Okay, they're they're okay. kind of a weird glam band. Then they become a normal yeah. glam band. Then they become a disco band. Then they become a new wave band. Then they become like a post-classical band. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, we're definitely thinking of the same. We're thinking of the same I was Sparks, surprised because yes. it's like... It's like how do I put this? Do you like know, regular music? Do yeah, you know well, who I else does music? Yes. Jan Britton Owen, the person who does our theme song, Cryptid Love. You know, we should probably... What's that thing where you like appreciate... Yes, thanks. Yeah, yeah. We should thank we should him thank for the use of our theme song. Remember. You didn't know... No, you, <laughs> no, you didn't do Remember. Oh, yeah. We have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was No, no, you're, you have to your Gundam out. on top of No, I, I plugged a game last week. Okay. I'm plugging John. <laughs> Look up his shit. He realized it was going to be only a, a few brief episodes before he got to Seed, so he's trying to spread it out. Oh, oh no. I'm so far away from Seed. Oh, my God. He's really? not that far from Seed. He's spreading oh, it out. I'm just, I just entered the 90s. Oh, man. You know, that's that's on my list of things to do if I ever travel back in time is guarantee that Seed exists. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Seed movie. Really? It might be good. Well, I don't you know, hate seed because it's seed. I hate seed because it's bad. I mean, it just, Garrett, I figure it's only a matter of time before you develop just an innate distrust of all things seed because of your past bad experience. Well, maybe. Maybe thir- third time. This is distrust of authority <laughs> and grosser <laughs> father. Third time's the charm, maybe. <laughs> Go to our got, Patreon. Gundam seed-shaped yeah. black eyes. Just like, maybe this time it'll be fine. <laughs> you donate a dollar, you can vote on future episodes. Next week's episode is uh, not going to be a birthday episode. It'll be... We're doing Lone Mountain Pine Devil next week. Oh, all right. Which is a local cryptid. Indeed. And you can hit us up on Twitter, at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. And remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Alan, do you want to go out on some hand boning? Oh, okay. Let me me scoot back for a (laughs) sec. So this guy, I forget his name, but he's really good at using his knees. I can't, my headphone cord's in the way, but there's this windmill motion. I was waiting for the headphone cord to knock over the mic I'm to knock not over to the kill soda. your ears and your mic. Yeah, no, well, we're just going to go Well, imagine over. that I'm sitting in a foldable chair. I'm doing... We'll post a video. And I'm just going crazy. The audience is losing their minds because they think I'm having a stroke. And that's hand boning. Little do they know. They're I right. <laughs> They're not far off.